Hey, Mafia, before we get going with this episode, uh, I just wanted to let you know um, of a couple of things. The episode you're about to listen to was previously recorded weeks ago, and since then there have been a lot of troubling things happening in our world, especially if you live in the United States, and I just wanted to acknowledge that before we get going. Um because I don't want it to seem as if uh, we are tone deaf and that we're not paying attention to what's happening. What I mean by that are a number, just in the last couple of weeks, a number of mass shootings. Um, There have been more than one incident of uh, police brutality that ended in death of a black or brown person. Um, The Derek Chauvin trial is potentially reaching a verdict very soon, and he is the ex-cop who killed George Floyd. So there's um, a lot of tension. Um, Tensions are high, and I just wanted to name that and acknowledge it um, up front that um, it's certainly something that has um, been a stressor for me, and if it has been for you, and you don't really feel like laughing about McDonald's french fries right now, that's totally fine. Um, On the other hand, if you are here because you want an escape from that sort of thing, that is perfectly fine too, and we're here to do that as well. Just wanted to name uh, name that and put it out there and let everyone know that um, we do... um, We do care about the events happening in our country. Our hearts go out to the families who have um, suffered in these cases. And um, just wanted to remind everyone that um, to protect your mental health, protect your peace. And if that means listening to the podcast and that helps, then that's great. And we're happy to be here for you. All right, let's get going with the show. Welcome to the Infertile Mafia. It's Sarah in a cloud of smoke. <laughs> and that's Kayla. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on today's episode, we're talking about a three-person baby. No, no, no. Ah, son of a bitch. We've already <laughs> recorded that one. On today's episode, we're talking about superstitions. <laughs> one of those being mucinex yes guys it's it's fine it's it's only 12 30 i've had a lot of coffee and decaf though me too you drink Um, decaf what's the point of that i only drink decaf anymore i gave up caffeine as a means to for lent uh no no for (laughs) life um does it make I, you poop too much? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually appreciate that about caffeine. Keeps you regular. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I just, uh, I felt like it was not helping my anxiety to be hopped up on caffeine. So oh. I gave it up. Caffeine just makes me like more tired. Calms me down. That makes zero sense. <laughs> I don't have the same effects from caffeine that other people do. Yeah. It doesn't it's, make me feel energized either, which is why I was like, why am I drinking this? It just makes me feel jittery and more anxious. True. Like, so, I could go without drinking it. Oh, I could too. Nothing happens. Right. I just enjoy the ritual, which is why I'm good with sense. decaf. And you have an awesome coffee maker. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was like... Whoa, what is this thing? In what your is this kitchen? contraption? <laughs> I'm not gonna touch this because it looks <laughs> it looks scary. Like you have the grinder on uh-huh. top and then it sends it down. Yep. yep. It's awesome. Because fresh beans are so much better than the powder stuff that's all already ground up. True that. I uh I have an espresso. Which yes. I like a lot. I love it, actually. I do like espresso because it's a less commitment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So today we're talking about superstitions in the infertility community. Some of them are good. Some of them actually have medical backing, sort of. I was going to so. say, is it a superstition if it actually has right 
research behind it? That's what we're going to discuss. This was inspired by the uh, the reel that we put on Instagram about the McDonald's fries after transfer. Yes. That seemed to be pretty popular. So I was like, why don't we talk about this stuff? Because where did this come from? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I tried it. And that was way before the viral video from TikTok. I think it is a new new superstition, right? The the, in the McDonald's I mean, the McDonald's fries is. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't do that one. When I say new, I mean within the last few years, not like it's not that new. Did you do it? No, because it wasn't like a thing when I was doing IVF, <laughs> but it is now. Yeah, I I didn't do it either, but I sort of remember it. Yeah. It, well, okay. The thing that was was a real thing and the thing that's like partially scientifically plausible is the salty food. So the a, a lot of times doctors will tell women to after egg retrieval or if they're at risk for OHSS after transfer any time in there really to eat salty foods because it uh, helps get rid of fluid in your body. So I think that's where it, it started. And someone was like, well, I'm going to get some McDonald's French fries. And then they got pregnant and then it became a thing. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> the news on the street, McDonald's French fries will get you pregnant because they're <laughs> right. filled with sperm. <laughs> Just that's that was a joke. McDonald's. McDonald's fries do not have sperm in, them, sperm in them that we know of. Unless you put it in there yourself. Right there into the batter. Um, <laughs> so this website, One Hangry Mama, uh, it's like a, it's a blog, but she wrote, I thought it was kind of funny. So she wrote, it's a list of, I think, five superstitions and number two, she has the McDonald's French fries after IVF transfer. And she says, this is your guilt-free excuse to eat McDonald's French fries. Don't ask questions. Just take it. And then she says, you're supposed to eat the fries right after your transfer on the way home. Maybe the grease helps nuzzle the embryo. Or maybe McDonald's uses magical potatoes with some kind of special enzyme. <laughs> Sperm. And then she says, <laughs> I don't question the magic. I just obey it. So it's a and thing. she's one hangry mama. And she's so one hangry mama. Must have worked. Yes. Listen, I think any, any excuse to eat McDonald's french fries is a good one. That's how I feel. Are you a McDonald's fan? Yeah, I love McDonald's. I think people who say that they hate McDonald's are lying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see saying that about Taco Bell, but not McDonald's. I think McDonald's is like the fifth food group in the United States. <laughs> McDonald's is why I'm so fat. <laughs> uh, okay, another superstition Lucky transfer socks. Did you have those? Oh, yes, I did. I think I did, too. Mine were ladybugs. Oh, ladybugs are lucky. That's, that's what I was thinking. And I also had piano socks. <laughs> My piano socks were for um, going through IVF. And then the ladybugs were for the frozen embryo the transfer. Transfer. The idea behind the socks, there's also a little bit of science behind this one, is that you really want to keep your feet warm. Yes. So that your blood doesn't stay, or whatever, like... Doesn't go to your feet? Doesn't go to your to extremities. Yeah. The idea is to keep, keep all your extremities warm so that the blood stays in the middle of your body where it where you need it the most after an embryo transfer. That's probably a bit of a stretch, but whatever. Again, it gives you an excuse to I think I didn't have lucky socks. I just that was my excuse to get new socks every time I would like Yes. <laughs> There's only so much you can 
express yourself in a fashion forward way in an embryo transfer socks are warm feet (laughs) yeah warm feet warm uterus that's right it's not warm feet warm heart or what's the saying how does it go warm hands warm heart warm feet warm uterus i think it's cold hands warm heart oh (laughs) that's the saying Hmm. i don't really know why (laughs) like if you have bad circulation you'll have a warm heart oh yeah (laughs) uh okay pineapples i mean we all know the pineapple one yeah has what bromelain bromelain which is uh known to reduce inflammation and act as a mild blood thinner which some think help with implantation but you got to eat the core to really get the value out of it I mean, not the outside. The good part. I love pineapples. They're my favorite fruit. But yeah. I like them too, but they make my mouth hurt. <gasps> you know what? This says, fun fact, some people have a mild allergic reaction to bromelain, which causes your mouth to burn and tingle. Does that happen to you? Yes. <gasps> you must have an allergic reaction to it. Yay. If that happens to you, don't eat it after the transfer. You don't oh. want to put anything in your body that you're allergic to that spikes your immune system. Oops. <laughs> but Good see, to know. It worked out for you, Sarah. This is why this is not an exact science. That's true. <laughs> I was also on, well, I don't remember if it did that during the transfer because I was on um, a steroid. Oh, yeah. Prednisone? Yes. Me too. Made me absolutely so, fucking crazy. I don't remember. Oh, I hated that. <laughs> Is it like birth control in that way? No, no, it's, oh. it made me feel like I was taking an upper, like I was on speed or something. It, I couldn't sleep. I had major insomnia and I had a just insatiable appetite like I could not eat enough food I remember one hmm. night I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and my stomach hurt so bad because I was hungry at three o'clock in the morning I made an enormous pot of macaroni and cheese and just sat on my bed and ate macaroni and cheese <laughs> I don't remember that happening but it could have it made me, and I, it made me feel just like, uh, just crazy. I hated it. I was very mm. glad to get off of that awful drug. I mean, yay if it helped me, but yeah. <laughs> it came with some side effects I did not like. Um. Okay. This other website says drinking pomegranate juice just before ovulation. Have you heard about that? Yes, and I did it. Did you? Yes. I don't remember why. Maybe it makes your uterus lining thicker. That's right. Rich in antioxidants. Increases blood flow to the uterus and promotes healthy uterine lining. In men, drinking pomegranate juice can improve sperm concentration and motility. I don't know if I've ever had pomegranate juice. Is it good? Yeah. Ooh, pomegranate martinis are good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That might so, that might uh, cancel out the, if you drink a pomegranate martini. Hey, I'm all for it. You go right ahead and drink it right just before ovulation. It's sort of your yeah. last your last hurrah. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's good. I'd recommend it. Although you know I've talked before about a doctor, an OBGYN that told me drink till it's pink. So I tell people that. <laughs> That's that's my motto. <laughs> For um, everything. Right. Just drink till something's pink. Um, <laughs> my face on the bathroom floor. Ugh. Uh, have you heard about Brazil nuts after ovulation? Yes, I did that too. Wow. See, we've just... I mean, we've told you we're veterans. <laughs> they don't... They're really big, and I they don't taste that great. And they're not a nut. 
What are they? I learned that from the TV show Friends. <laughs> really? What because, are they? I don't know. It's the episode where Phoebe's dating this really, I think it's Phoebe, really boring guy. He's like the did you know guy. And he's like, did you know that there's a nut that's out there that's masquerading as a nut, but it's not really a nut. And everyone's Joey's just like, please shoot me. Anyway, he (laughs) says it's the Brazil nut. That's how I learned that. But what are they? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> okay so what do they do it well they contain selenium which helps thicken the uterine wall and that's also good for male fact male factor infertility too all the like supplements you can take ha- are high in selenium um it's also a mild anticoagulant which can increase blood flow so it's all about the blood flow to the ovaries mm-hmm. uterus all the good stuff so those so are some maybe it helped maybe, maybe it helped did uh, did you have any other weird traditions or old wives tales or anything like that? Um, only eating warm things and drinking warm things. What's the idea behind that? It, it's supposed to help your uterus. Just warm things. Yeah, no cold things because that'll make your uterus inhabitable. <laughs> I, I I didn't. I didn't make this up. <laughs> Don't come at me. We didn't make this up. I'm wondering if anyone yeah. else has any uh, wild or crazy suspicions. Write to us. Tell us what it is. We want to read it on the podcast. Infertilemafia at gmail.com. Tell me a about... Brazilian nut is a seed. A seed. That makes sense. I guess I'm... Yeah. Anyway. Um... Tell what do you me, want me to tell you about? Tell me about Mucinex. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will. People take Mucinex because it's supposed to uh, loosen your cervical mucus and make it easier for the swimmers to swim through. This is a complex article. article? I think complex? I don't know. Some site that has articles. So... <laughs> A TikToker made a TikTok. She was on Mucinex because she was sick. Oh, with COVID-19. Oh. And she's like, oh, hey, by the way, Mucinex gives you fertile signs. And her fertile signs surged like never before. (laughs) Her fertile signs. (laughs) Her fertile signs okay so she wasn't so they weren't in this article they weren't talking explicitly about cervical mucus like we will do on this podcast this is a quote from the video yes mucinex d which i think is not the right one but anyway did help me get better while having covid but mucinex d also helped some other things it helps you get pregnant and actually, I don't think it's Mucinex D. I think it's just regular, regular Mucinex. Because decongestants would uh, dry everything up. Right. So don't get Mucinex D unless the D stands for dick. dick. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> oh, isn't the idea behind it that it thins the mucus? It makes yes. it more like watery and easier for the sperm to swim. Yes. So if you're someone who has... Not that, how would you know if you have thicker than normal mucus? <laughs> Unless you're one of those people comparing photos online. Maybe you just wouldn't have very much. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I've heard this, this one's been around for a while. But I can see the danger of someone saying, I took this for COVID and it helps you get pregnant. <laughs> it just like drops the mic and leaves it there. <laughs> what? So, so people were reacting on Twitter, um, and someone said, Mucinex increases your fertility. Stay away from Mucinex. Got it. <laughs> okay, Karen. <laughs> 
One of the active ingredients in Mucinex D can help with fertility by increasing your cervical fluid, which helps sperm travel faster to fertilize your eggs. It's worth a try if you're TTC. Hmm. It's not Mucinex D. We got to get to the bottom of this. Regular Mucinex or Mucinex D? It has to be regular. But BuzzFeed spoke to Dr. Natalie Crawford, which we know her, a, re- a reproductive endocrinologist. We call her Nat. Yeah. We're uh, on a first name basis. With we're on a nickname basis. I actually thought my first feud would be with her, not Dr. Laura Shaheen. <laughs> we're not on a first name basis. Pretty sh- she's been to my house. Pretty sure she doesn't know my name. <laughs> I, I, she would know who you are. Come on. Yeah. I'm not you know convinced she, would she. I'm not convinced she would know my name though. Me on the other hand. No, stop. I uh. feel like she would be like the little one. <laughs> you know. She was round like a meatball. Stop! Stop! But stop a, it right like now. A, She's like Stop a turkey it. meatball. I will not, not let you berate yourself in this conversation. You cut that. You cut out. You cut the crap, Sarah. Oh, I'm. Oh, thanks, Kayla. This is positive vibes only. Thanks for reminding me. But she was. She's a bit intimidating. She's in very person. intimidating. You think she's intimidating on like the internet, on Instagram, in person. Mm-hmm. She's another level of intimidating because she walks in and she's like, I own this place. Yep. This is now my house. She brings that big dick energy in a major way. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I'm the boss here. And then she swings her perfect blonde hair. <laughs> And she's like, get me a drink, you. <laughs> Just kidding. That didn't happen. No. The, she did swing her perfect blonde hair and then like, <laughs> you enter a room with her in it, your eyes directly go to her. Yeah, she's just that, She's she is that type of person. I mean, they exist in the world where they just demand the attention of a room. That's, I mean, and it works for her. It's a real thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad she's out here out here in our space because again, people listen to her. I appreciate it. Anyway, so the BuzzFeed interviewed Natalie and uh she says that the active ingredients in glutafessin can loosen cervical mucus the same way it loosens mucus from the lungs. This may allow sperm to travel much quicker quicker and easier through the cervix to reach the egg that's right that's that was natalie's quote yeah but then she was like oh um also mucinex is more often recommended for men for fertility purposes Hmm. um because the medication can improve sperm motility aha so I wonder if, you know how on a sperm analysis, one, <laughs> you like how I did this? No one could see me, but ugh. A sperm analysis. This was are like, you talking with your hand? Or I'm are not you talking. talking. This is like sperm. if I had it in my hand, you see how stretchy it is? Oh, oh, she's doing the stretchy, the stretchy cervical thing. mucus. Right. Except with sperm. So you know like, how, yeah. <laughs> when you get bubbles on your hand or eggs yeah so you know how one is sticky yeah one of the parameters is called viscosity yes that's what that's about i bet yeah i i bet the mucinex makes that not as like sticky and more more (laughs) more stretchy more stretchy just looser so the sperm can move so it's like, I mean, you try swimming in rubber cement. I've often thought about swimming in other things besides water. <laughs> like what, Sarah? Like jello. That would be kind of fun. I was like, would I just sink completely and then drown in jello? <laughs> or would it be fun? Or would I try to eat my way out? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lesbian porno. <laughs> it does. You know what? <laughs> Someone should make that. <laughs> okay. Tell me about this. I want to know. I mean, you can share this next thing on the docket, but I'm more interested in that last one. Oh, Prada. Oh, okay. Prada drops Chinese actress over alleged surrogacy row. I bet you're like, what does that mean? I am like, what does that mean? Because I thought the same thing. I was like, what does that mean? What's a row? What Mm -hmm. happened? Okay, so I don't know how to say her name. Surprise. (laughs) It's like Zhang Shang. Shang? Zheng, Zheng Shuang? Zheng Shuang. Okay, so she abandoned two children born to surrogates abroad after splitting up with her partner. Oh, no. Yeah, and Prada had just signed her a week before this all came out, and then she got dropped. Mm. Because, for one thing, surrogacy is illegal in China. Yeah. And... People don't like the idea, like, of surrogacy. Okay, people in China, there's a common agreement that <laughs> surrogacy not great, not moral. That's what like the common belief is. Oh no. Okay. So what is the row about? Earlier this week, Zhang Shang ex-partner took to Weeblo to address speculation about why he had been abroad for an extended period of time. So he revealed that he had been taking care of two young and innocent lives, his children. I wonder if the interpretation is like off here. That's Mm. a weird way to put it. Mm Mm-hmm. I've two been young taking and innocent care of lives. Two young and innocent lives. Right. Why don't you just say my children? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. And people found the birth certificate, so they really were, and they were born to two separate U.S. women in late 2019 and early 2020. So they weren't twins. They just mm-hmm. had two surrogates, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I guess when you are filthy rich, you can have as many surrogates as you want. Well, but, and I... Go ahead. Oh, and the actress was listed as the mother, which surprised them, as they she had never been visibly pregnant. Why? So. W- I have questions. <laughs> yes? This, no, this just does pique my... Um, interest about surrogacy laws this gives obviously this gives surrogacy a bad name but it's these kind of one-off rare situations that people point to as to why we should have not only more support but maybe more restrictions and laws or like that are I don't know because I get I, I assume that they did this legally in the United States right yes but then, and then she, so that she's with this guy and he's living in the U.S., but she's back in China and then the kids were born mm. and she just like was like, bye. No, I think he went to the U.S. to get the children after they broke up. Oh, so they both kind of abandoned them. But he's in the U.S. with the babies. So he didn't. She just did. Mm. So it's like, he's like, I'm going to the U.S. to get the children. And then she's like, no, we're broken up. Just, Mm. you know, get rid of them. Mm. And so he went and like, these are my children. Okay, so there's more. There was a leaked tape. No, it's fine. There was a leaked tape, and uh, the actress was heard expressing frustration that it was too late for the pregnancies to be terminated uh, because the women were seven months pregnant. And then reportedly, 
her father is heard suggesting that the children could be given up for adoption. And she confirmed that that was an audio recording, like it was true, but it was taken from a six hour long conversation. Mm. Like that doesn't make it any better. Right. So so they're calling it a surrogacy row because they decided to use two surrogates at basically the same time. No, they're calling it that because she abandoned the children. Oh. But But it does okay, look so like they were pregnant at the same time. Which why would you were, do that? I think. That I don't know. Because they're filthy rich. <laughs> but okay, to answer one of your other questions, Mr. Zhang cannot enter China without the children with the children without her signing paperwork. Oh, and I think if she signs paperwork, she could be in trouble legally. <laughs> what a mess. Yep. Oh, that, you know what? That kind of pisses me off because you know who loses the most? Those babies. The children. Yeah. Where are they now? They're in the U.S. with the father, and he can't come back to China until the legal mother signs the documents. Like, what do you do? Like, is he just going to move to the U.S. forever? This is where it gets sticky with surrogacy laws and stuff, because the children were born in the United States, but if they are the DNA of these two parents, technically they are, aren't they like... Does that matter? Does that not make them Chinese citizens? Or, you know what I mean? It's Um, like, what? Yes, it does. And this, the the mom or the actress. Where were the embryos created? Probably in the U.S. And then now you can't, because they chose to do, okay, yeah. That's weird. How could anyone do that legally if they... Use a surrogate in the U.S. So since all this came out, uh, her works have been taken down and awards taken back. So People the are Chinese this seriously are real mad at her. Well, not oh, yeah. just Chinese. Like it sounds like everybody. I mean, it's a news story on the BBC News because she's a Prada model that, and they dropped her. Sue, so, uh, that I feel icky great. about that. <laughs> yeah I feel really icky yeah she just abandoned the children that's awful but she but, could still her abandonment can still be tried in China the surrogacy sur- wow, the surrogacy itself cannot be tried because it happened in the US yeah this raises all kinds of questions I have about should yeah. she should have done the right thing Well, yes, she should have. But I also, I don't know. It's just ah, fascinating. Life is just never black and white. There's just never like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I know I say it all the time, but like, that's why I'm always like really hesitant to ever be like, surrogacy should be legal everywhere and here's why. And I, I don't know. There's always nuances. That's interesting. There's always someone abusing something. I know. Exactly. That's what it is, Sarah. Here comes our pessimism. (laughs) (laughs) It's always someone that's going to game the system. That's true. Yeah. So uh, before we go to out of the box, we are going to hear from Lisa Ransom again. She's got another moment for your mental health and... This time she's talking about our emotions and how, even though sometimes they feel enormously huge, they actually can't really be bigger than us. We do have the ability to have control over them. And she's going to guide you through a practice to kind of tune in to that and give you some tips on on that. And so if you have the time or you're in a space that you can do that, I really encourage you to, or if you're not right now, um, then, you know, maybe circle back to this section because I think it'll be really helpful. So here's Lisa. Lisa. 
Hi, I'm Lisa, infertility counsellor and psychologist, and this is a moment for your mental health. Today, we are looking at how our emotions cannot be bigger than us. I'll take you through a background of emotions, and then we'll spend a few minutes going through a tool that you can use to increase your capacity, acceptance, and self-compassion around emotions you experience. There are many times in our lives when our emotions and feelings can seem like they are bigger than us and become overwhelming, and none more so than when we transition and move our way through fertility treatments. We can experience emotions across the full range from happiness to sadness, excitement to frustration, fear, anger, hope, and despair. These emotions can seem to happen one after the other, at the same time, or in discrete episodes of time. It can be difficult not only to experience these emotions, but express to others how we are feeling or even identify what we are feeling at the time. The positive or negative attributes of an emotion do not necessarily equate to how overwhelmed we feel by them, with emotions such as excitement being just as overwhelming as feelings of sadness for some. The experience of our emotional states, while overwhelming at times, is not abnormal faulty or problematic. Rather, as we transition through different life phases and activities, our emotions will present. There is nothing wrong or faulty about experiencing emotions such as anger or sadness, although we often tend to not like to sit in these emotional states as they tend to bring us discomfort. Similarly to our thoughts, emotions are not truly able to be controlled, ignored or pushed away. Remember the pink elephant we just, when we discuss thoughts? Our emotions are responses to situations and experiences we go through, and a diverse range of emotional experiences are healthy and appropriate. While we might want to go through life only feeling happy, it's not going to serve us particularly well in the long term. Knowing this, and going back to the introduction, what can we do when our emotions feel like they are becoming too big for us and overwhelm us? There are many domains in the world of psychological therapy, and one of these is acceptance and commitment therapy, or ACT, and it's a firm favourite of mine. ACT takes a stance using acceptance and compassion for the self at its core. ACT does not look to place blame with thoughts or emotions being faulty, problematic or wrong. Rather, it draws on, upon increasing our ability to reflect, identify on our thoughts and feelings without criticism or judgement. This then provides us with a space to be able to experience our emotions, accept our emotions as they are, and make space for our emotions and provide self-compassion towards our emotions and ourselves. Let's spend a few minutes skill building around increasing your capacity, accepting and providing self-compassion around your emotions. This exercise is used to orientate you to the skill of self-identification of emotions where they are in your body, and how you can then engage in self-compassion. Like all skills, through practice and repetition, we become more at ease with its use and more likely to draw on it when we are feeling overwhelmed. Find a comfortable place to sit, hopefully somewhere a little quiet, or alternatively, have your headphones in and reduce the background noise of the world. Take a few deep breaths, and notice what is around you and the space you are in. If you're inside, what's on the walls? Are you in a bedroom, lounge room or kitchen? Is it your workspace? If you're outside, what can you see? Buildings, grass, trees? What objects do you notice? What colours can you see? Are there any sounds around you? Continue to breathe and slowly turn your focus towards yourself and your body. Move your awareness slowly over your body. Take notice of any tension, aches, pains or discomfort. Notice if you can connect in with any emotions. Start with your head and work your way down. Notice is there any tension, aches, pains or discomfort present. Slowly work your way through your body, checking in with your arms, hands, chest, stomach, legs, 
and feet. Did you notice any tension, aches, pain or discomfort anywhere? Return to the space in your body where you notice the tension, ache, pain or discomfort. Take a few deep breaths and focus your attention on that place. What does it feel like? Is the ache sharp, dull, radiating? Is there another word to describe it? Does that space represent an emotion? Is it sadness, anger, frustration, fear? Or is it something else? Take the time to identify and name the emotion. Acknowledge the emotion as being present and within you. Take your hand and place it over where you notice that feeling radiating from. Notice how your hands feel against you. Do you feel warmth, comfort? Notice how your hand feels. Does the touch feel heavy or light? Take a deep breath and as you do, expand your lungs and open yourself up. Imagine as you take your breath, you're making space for the emotion you have identified earlier. Imagine the emotion being inside you in the space you have created with your breath. Notice how the space you have made for this emotion and your hand on that space. Notice, is there a change in the ache? Has it changed? Has it reduced in intensity? If it's moved to somewhere else in your body, move your hand to follow it. Allow a few seconds to acknowledge and name the emotion to identify the changes in the bodily feeling and to acknowledge the space you have created for the emotion you have identified. When you are ready, take a few deep breaths and slowly start to bring yourself back into the room or the space you are in. Notice the objects around you, the sounds you can hear and what you can see. As you move away from this exercise, Hopefully you are feeling an increased sense of calm and a sense of compassion towards yourself, a sense that your emotions are more contained and less overwhelming. A reminder again that this exercise is used to orientate you to the skill of self-identification of emotions, where they are in your body and how you can engage in self-compassion. Like all skills, through practice and repetition, we become more at ease with its use and more likely to draw on it when we are feeling overwhelmed and able to provide ourselves with the compassion we need. I encourage you to think and reflect, how can I show myself more compassion today? I'm Lisa, and this has been a moment for your mental health. For more mental health tips and reflections, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Seeds for Hope. Thank you for those helpful tips, Lisa. Okay, now on to some... Fun. Let's do out of the box. Before we go to out of the box, where can people find us online, Kayla? <laughs> um, you can find Sarah mostly in our Facebook groups. <laughs> yeah, she she's a has a much more vocal presence over there. Um, they're on Facebook, the Infertile Mafia podcast, and the linked group, the Infertile Mafia bosses and babies for post-treatments or post-pregnancy, etc. And um, we do have an Instagram account at infertilemafia at gmail. No, that's the email. Instagram, Infertile Mafia podcast. But you can send us an email to infertilemafia at gmail.com. In fact, we love getting messages from you. Send us funny stories. Correct us when we're wrong in a nice way. Yeah, sell us something interesting. Are you doing surrogacy? What's the law like in your state? Yeah. Or country. Or country. Or providence. Or I can't think of any other. Territory. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So do all those things. And of course, it really helps if you rate and review the podcast. And if you're not subscribed, please do so. Okay. On to out, out of the box. Out of the box. Sarah, you never sing the song out anymore. Out of the box. Thank you. Okay. Um, woo. You're welcome. All right. I want to play a game. Okay. Of unpopular opinions. 
So I'm going to read us a few. I asked people on our Instagram, tell me an unpopular opinion. And I'm going to read just a few. And you and I are going to defend their unpopular opinion, even if we disagree with them. Wait, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to play devil's advocate. (laughs) Or we're going to play debate team. Sure. Well, isn't that what they did in debate? Yeah, you exactly. You have to. You have to be able to debate. If you can't defend both sides, then you're not ready to debate a topic. Isn't that what they say? Uh, Like if you if you can't argue both sides, then you're not ready to debate a topic. Okay, first one. Target sucks and Chick Fil A is garbage. Why would they? (laughs) Why does, okay, Target sucks because things cost more there. (laughs) Yeah, that could be it. (laughs) Target sucks Uh, because everybody has to wear a red shirt. And more than than once I've asked, and I've asked who I thought was an employee for something, and it was just a person wearing a red shirt. (laughs) And then I felt really embarrassed. Funny enough, I've been that person wearing the red shirt who's been asked for things. And I'm like, I don't work here. They're like, yeah, just show me where it is. <laughs> PSA, don't wear red to Target. <laughs> don't wear red shirts with khakis to Target. <laughs> Unless you work there. Is Oh, made- Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is garbage. Because they don't have hamburgers. This one's tough oh, because they send lots of money to uber conservative right wing. How did I know you were going to go there? <laughs> That's the most obvious one. <laughs> this is out of the box. <laughs> they, they send money to people who like don't like IVF. <laughs> Okay, so I won't pick a political one. Um, no, that's fine. You no, the thing it. is, if I don't choose that one, I have nothing left because I love Chick-fil-A. How could you love that tainted chicken? I love it. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh, I got one. Chick-fil-A is garbage because they're not open on Sunday. <gasps> yes. Same for Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Those damn Christians. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't get mad at me. Okay. Here, I'll do, we'll do one more. There's a bunch so we can save some of these for next time. Okay. Well, do you want like, do you want a totally not related one or do you want like a TTC related one? I, I don't care. You can go with whatever you were drawn to Mm. first. Okay. I'm going to go with not TTC related. Okay. I really hate the show Friends. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the whole premise is not believable. Not at all. Because how can you live in an apartment in New York and not pay outrageous amounts of rent? Mm-hmm. Well, especially being unemployed like half the time. <laughs> right. And it's an enormously huge apartment for a New York City apartment. It's just not believable. Yes just not believable and um Mm. the characters aren't funny (laughs) (laughs) monica is annoying Mm -hmm. phoebe i don't understand what's happening rachel is the girl i hated in high school I got nothing bad to say about the guys. I like them all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Ross is a whiny little baby bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah. Chandler. Joey's an is... idiot. <laughs> yeah. Joey. Joey is a, an idiot and also a chauvinist pig. Right. And Chandler is neurotic. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We've just made the case. <laughs> Well, no one's really that likable. I mean, I think that's sort of the point of a, like, to at a successful sitcom. You have to, like, love to hate people, the characters. Yeah. Well, there, there it is. 
this coming from a person who literally owns on DVD every episode of Friends. Anyway, okay. Send us your unpopular opinion. <laughs> and we'll defend it. And we'll defend it for you. That was fun. Um, I'm going to leave this one hanging in the air. Let's not defend it. Let's just, this is the TTC one. Okay. I don't think it's inappropriate for people to ask when you're having kids. Okay. And thanks for joining. <laughs> the Infertile Mafia. Uh, bye. bye, everybody. Well, I'm going to cut this out. I just wonder if she knows the Enneagram. Yes, definitely an eight. Definitely not a nine. I don't remember what a nine a is. A peacemaker. Are they the peacemaker? Okay, yeah. No. Quiet, uh, introverted, <laughs> hard to make decisions, like can see all sides of every story. Yeah. Nines oh, are no. Nines are the best people in the world, to be honest. I was like, am I turning into a nine? I think you're a five. I think I'm a five with a little bit of a nine wing. <laughs> That's Deep not how down it works. Inside. Deep you, down. you have a six wing. That's what I think. Or you could be a six with a five wing. But definitely Natalie is a, an eight with a number three wing. <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> what? Your wings are only the numbers on either side. <laughs> You can't go across the Enneagram for your wing. <laughs> I feel like you should. You should. If you want if you want to pick and choose a la carte your Enneagram number, that's fine. <laughs> I'm a four with a seven wing, and in stress, I go to a two. And when I'm doing really well, I go straight to a five. <laughs> uh, anyway, exactly. we digress. <laughs> <laughs>